You're listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with, with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. This is Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan, and we're inside the Not So Black and White uh, Real Estate Podcast. We have a special guest with us here, uh, Mr. Quinton, Quinton D'Souza, a.k.a. the Q-Man. All right. Hey. Now, before we, we get into uh, learning all about Quinton and why he's sitting in this hot seat, uh, here's a word from one of our sponsors. This is Dion Begg from Butler Mortgage. For the past 15 years, I've helped families answer the big three financial questions. How do I pay off my home faster, pay for my kids' education, and build wealth for retirement? We answer these questions through helping plan and fund significant investment property portfolios. If you're a first-time buyer or buying your first or 10th investment property, please reach out for a free consultation so we can ensure you build the best portfolio possible. Search for mortgagesbydion.com or call me at 800-518-1221. There we go, my friends. There we go. We are live in the studio. It must be a Tuesday because that's how I know yes. it's a Tuesday. We're in the studio. It may be snowing outside. You may be... Wait, inside or outside? What did I say? Outside. But we've got Quinton in the house. Quinton, thanks so much for driving up from the the winter wonderland of where where you are. That's that's awesome. So I've had the opportunity to have Quinton speak at my investor events a number of different times and had the opportunity to introduce him, but I've never actually read your bio out loud. <laughs> And I'm going to do that now because it's impressive, my it's friend. It's an impressive bio. So here Let's we go I, for it. I'm going to read the bio and then we're going to jump into like what Quentin or what uh, Colin said. Why does Quentin deserve to sit here? Quentin D'Souza. You ready? Here we go. Quentin D'Souza is a multiple award-winning real estate investor and a trusted authority on investing in the Durham region. He is an Ontario certified teacher who holds not one, but two university degrees, which includes a master's in education. His company, that's right. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but, but sometimes, sometimes brown. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Back to, back to the shorthand here. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. His company, Apple Ridge Homes, uses the buy and fix and refinance and rent strategy on long-term rental properties from Pickering to Coburg, as well as joint venture partnerships to create win-win relationships. Quinton is an author of the Property Management Toolbox, How to Guide for, real, uh, for Ontario Real Estate Investors and Landlords. Secondly, the Filling the Vacancies Toolbox, a step-by-step -step guide for Ontario real estate investors and landlords for renting out residential real estate. And last, the other book, the third book, The Ultimate Wealth Strategy, Your Complete Guide to Buying, Fixing, Refinancing, and Renting Real Estate. He is also... He also coaches up-and-coming real estate investors, and I can tell you he is the lead in Durham REI, an amazing resource if you want to get connected with like-minded individuals, and most importantly, uh, connecting with Quentin himself. Quentin. Hey, how's it going? That's a long bio, man. I uh, love it. Thank you. Thank Welcome. you. I appreciate it. I brought in a cool game. Like uh, I thought we, we could uh, play it. It's kind of tight, I know, for time and stuff, but it's called the, the hybrid uh, real estate game. And uh, I bought it like 10 years ago, and I don't think you can find it anymore, but it's, it's awesome. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, the, the cash flow game on steroids. So perhaps we get to play this a little bit during the show or after. I would love to. Sure. I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. You already gave, like, so everyone, so you understand what this game is. You get an occupation, you, you, as you would in real life, hopefully. And, and here we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get some close-up shots of that. And I got to tell you, I'm a teacher. <laughs> Who are you, Colin? Oh, I'm a manager. Man of what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was just all I'm a manager. I think most, most managers have that title. And yeah, most managers, what am I managing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a cleaner. Okay. Of course you are. Yeah, the, I'm a cleaner. I I've got... heard about those guys, the yeah. cleaner. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, obviously, Quinton's here for a very specific reason, and that's because he's got a background and and an amazing track record in real estate investing. And we like talking with like-minded people. We like talking with people that are doing it bigger and better than we are. And uh, Quinton, there's there's so many ways and, and things we can talk about today. But you know, let's just talk about how you started and, and give us that, that two-minute story of Quinton. What's your elevator pitch? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I don't have an elevator pitch Who that, are you? Uh, you know, buy, uh, invest with me. How about that? <laughs> I like that. No, uh, I, you know, I would say about 
10 years ago, we really started to look at different ways to invest. And we looked at stock markets, we looked at bonds, we looked at a lot of different ways to invest. And real estate really is the best way to quickly um, gain financial freedom. Yes. And, um, you know, it, it's a lot different than what we're told. You know, we're, we're really told and, and the media says it a lot and we're, we're in, in jobs and stuff like that is like save and save and save. And then, you know, you'll be able to retire sometime in the future. Yes. It's like the invest in prey mentality. You know, yes, we're fed yes. that as uh, being in the middle class, right? And, you know, commercials like Freedom 55 and all this other uh, stuff. And, and really, the, the truth is, is that you can create your own freedom and you don't have to wait till you're 55. You know, you can use real estate. It's an asset to be able to do that. And that's kind of what I've been able to do. And I think anybody can do it in less than five years. And, you know, um, I really think it's a, it's a great kind of model to be able to retire when you want. Wow. So, um, and that's, that's kind of my... My uh, my my pitch, <laughs> you would say it. You know, let's let's all take con- let's fire these uh, Wall Street uh, bastards and uh, you know. Uh, oops, sorry. Can tell, I say tell that? Tell us how you really feel. Oh, sorry, that's <laughs> okay. It'll get edited out at some point <laughs> okay, in the future. Okay, good. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, and not. I mean. Not, not to say everybody needs an income to, you know, and they're making an income too, right? They're, that's their job. You know, they're selling something. And the thing is, is that um, for, for us, we want to make sure that, you know, when we're investing in something that it's going to continue to pay us, okay. right? And that's what real estate enables us to do. You know, we can, we can get that income every month and, um, and also get that net worth, um, you know, component to it. So... I've got some charts and stuff. I've got some like handouts. No, no, I've got some uh, cool, cool things for us uh, this uh, afternoon. No, I'm excited some for surprises. it. Yeah, he he told surprises. us that he was coming up, and whether it was going to be pouring rain or snowing or or three feet of snow and plowing through in his truck, he was bringing surprises. So no, I'm excited gra- to see what that is. We're grateful to have you here. Now, Quentin, you you like you rightfully mentioned, you're an investor. You help people invest their money in real estate as well. How long have you been doing this? And was this always your background? Did you grow up into investment families of investing in real estate? How did you fall into this? Uh, what do you want my, like when we, when we uh, started, uh, I mean, we came to Canada and, um, you know, I was uh, three or four. And I mean, we came, uh, we lived under, you know, a basement stairs, right? Like we had uh, uh, stayed with friends and yes. we, we had stayed under basement stairs for like, I can't remember how many Sounds months. Sounds like Harry Potter. That, well, <laughs> like, uh, come on. No, no, that's, that's where we started. Like really? all immigrants, right? Okay. Like we were new immigrants, yeah, right? Yeah. And then uh, my family were able to move into an apartment building. Yeah. And like a, co- uh, it was just an apartment building down at Bathurst and Finch, okay. you know, and then we moved up and we got into a townhouse and kind of moved up. Right. So okay. we started that way. Um, and, and I was always, always wanted to do more. Like, you know, I had three paper routes when I was like, uh, 10. Okay. Right. And I used to enlist my sister's help. Like, uh, you know, she used to help me put together the advertising and yes, help, yes. you know, delivering and stuff like that. So, and um, so I was always, you know, eager for to do more and do different things. And, you know, I, I started like a little landscaping business from my in my teens and, yeah. you know, uh, but I took the safe route for a long time. I was uh, uh, I went into education, I have a master's in education and, you know, I went into teaching. Oh, really? Yes, wow. uh, I did that for for 20 years, and um, you know, it seems like it. I don't know the exact numbers off the top. I mean, we were at the end of my career when before I left. Um, I left at uh, age 40, okay. and uh, I was on the, um, what is that called, the sunshine list a couple of years, so okay. it's um, you know, public uh, school employees are earn over 100,000, 100, yeah. yeah. and uh, I was on my way to probably getting into administration, And uh, I really didn't want to go on that route. Um, I really loved uh, teaching. I loved the kids and I loved the process, but uh, um, I didn't see my future there and I wanted to take more control of it. 
And to do that, I was looking for different ways to invest. So about 15 years ago, started with an like off the plan property. Um, and then uh, 10 years ago, we really started to invest in real estate. When I say we, it's my wife and I okay, really um, getting started. I mean, I couldn't do it without her for sure. Right. And, um, you know, three, four properties. Uh, she's but for a lot of the part, she, she trusts me. Right. Because she's, she's on this ride with me. <laughs> It's like a roller coaster That's sometimes. Amazing. But, uh, you know, three, four properties a year, keep doing it, keep doing it. And, you know, eventually we're into the eight-figure portfolio and, uh, you know, we do really well for ourselves. She can do whatever she wants. She loves what she does. She's going to continue to do it for, for, you know, as long as she wants to do it. And, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the long and short of it, you know. Where so we you were got. a teacher. Yeah. Uh, Respective a job, well respected, earning six figures over a hundred thousand. Yeah, and you decided that that was not your calling. Yeah, and you left. Yes, and your wife supported you through this. Yes, she did. She's a special woman. <laughs> she is a special woman. <laughs> That's right. No doubt. No yeah. doubt for sure. No. So it seems like because just listening to your bio there, where you know you started at age early age, where you started a paper route and then a landscaping. Yeah. It seems like that entrepreneurial spirit was always there. Yeah. You know what? And I've rediscovered in, in the last few years, actually, I think real estate enabled me to, to find myself as a entrepreneur again and as a business owner. Okay. And that really is like, I joined the entrepreneurs organization. Um, it's like a, like a global nonprofit organization okay. with entrepreneurs. You have to apply to get into it and they vet you and, and that sort of thing. It's quite an interesting process to so get in. So how does one apply to get in? What are the criteria to get in? Uh, you need at least a million dollars U.S. in income annually. So in annual order to, income, a million U.S. Yeah, wow. and you have to, um, uh, they give you, uh, they go to your accountant and your accountant has to provide your the statements in order to do wow. that. So, um, and then they send your application to the, um, the group. And yes. if anybody has a problem with you, then, you know, you could be denied uh, entrance into the, the group. Wow. So it's also your reputation and who you are, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and then the, the people that I'm with, they're like in my, they, we call them forum groups. They're, they're really amazing people. Like they're just amazing entrepreneurs and that helps me to be better and helps me to think differently. And uh, that's helped to, to grow on that entrepreneurial journey. Right. Yes. I think we're all in different journeys in life and yeah. sometimes we get, sidetracked for a bit and then now we're you can you know get back on that that track later on right so okay. you know I think I was sidetracked for you know a little bit and now I'm on the my true path here okay so yeah. now we have Quinton like we said we have Quinton here in the studio uh, you're gonna be with us for the next what uh, 40 40 minutes or so um, now what would what knowledge would you like to impart to our guests our listeners uh, to the world at large? Um, what knowledge for the next 40 minutes you would like to impart to them? I could keep talking. If people have questions, <laughs> you have questions. But I brought some, some like, some, some Holy stuff. Holy moly, what do you got here? Okay, okay. what the heck is that? What is that? Yeah, so uh, this, is, uh, this is something I have in my office. Um, and it's, uh, it's just a, a little... Um, here, lay it down here. I'll see if I can get a shot on this oh, camera okay. here for us here. here. Okay. Let's just see here. See if this is going to work. Yeah, that's pretty cool there. Yeah, so this is a, a trillion dollar bill from the uh, Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe. You said trillion? Yes, yes a trillion dollar bill. This one is... Hang a, on, you said trillion? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quadrillion dollar bill. Oh, wait a minute. Do I have bigger horns? <laughs> okay. And then this is a, a, a one ounce uh, silver coin from the Canadian Mint. <laughs> so the the idea behind this is that, you know, when I'm thinking about investing, I want to think more about the hard assets that I own, not not the dollar bills. Because look at what can happen to dollar bills, even the trillions of dollars. Yes. Right? They and the difference is that this holds its value. You know, it's transferable. You know, it's durable. And I and I can I can own it. It's not um, ethereal. 
right? And, and it's the same with real estate. Real estate is an asset like that. It's a physical asset that I can own, that I have the possession of, right? Um, it's not somebody else's business that I'm investing in, which is typically what the stock market is. It's not, you know, the bonds in, in Argentina, whether they, you know, the they can pay back their, you know, their, their debt or not, right? So it's that physical asset that I get to own. It gives me a hedge against this, against these dollars, right? So that's why it, it's important to have uh, those assets. Um, so that's, that's why real estate, you know, for, for a lot of it, it's the, the way that you can hold the asset gives you something that you could normally not get by other hard assets. So like, uh, for example, like in real estate, when you buy a house, you can rent it out and then the rent provides income for you every month. Right. Right. Which that's not going to do. Right. The other thing is that I can uh, borrow against my house and I can get, an 80% mortgage. So I can leverage that. It gives me a power tool so that I can go and get more of these and I can get more income and I can build that passive cash flow and I can do something with it, right? Uh, I can build a, um, a future for myself and for my family, right? And, yeah. that's, and that's the difference. And that is why, so... That Dina, is, by the way, Dina loves that analogy, Quentin. Uh, Dina's one of the agents up at our brokerage. And thanks, Dina, for timing in. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that analogy, too. Uh, it, because it's it's so visual and you understand, you it's it says volumes to me. Now, how did you get into your first investment? Mm-hmm. Because most people there, uh, most people out here, you know, they're making enough decent amount of money in some cases they're saving they're they're able to put away now how do we go from you know saving five thousand dollars a year or not to a plan where we can start investing in real estate just like you did you know the the first part is to get some education right to to learn about what um how to run a, a property analyzer how to analyze property Right. That's that's the the real kind of start of things. The other thing is to find other people who are already doing it. And then it makes it a lot easier to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's how I got started. I found a a real estate group, you know, that I I met Gary in actually. And we learned about, you know, real estate together. Um, You know, we learned uh, how to find cash flow, how to do different things. And actually, I met you there, too. Yeah. So, I mean, like that, that, that's really the start. And then, you know, it's finding your your core team members, right? Uh, agents who understand what an investment property is, what cash flow really means, right? Um, that's the other thing. Find those team members. Find a mortgage broker, mortgage agent who understands, you know, that you're trying to build a portfolio, not that you're just trying to do the next deal, right? Um, you know, finding insurance people that understand how the, you know, how to protect yourself um, to have, uh, um, you know, tenant the tenant type of insurance that you need, like, um, you know, damages, liabilities, um, you know, all of those things. So you need to have all of those pieces. And that all comes from, you know, meeting other people who are already doing it is the big thing. I'm, uh, I, I signed up for a, a half marathon in, uh, in April. I'm scared. Of course. <laughs> I, I ran a 10 K in the fall. I've, I've, i I don't know. I've lost 105 pounds since last uh, January. Thanks. You've lost me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, the, the, the way that I'm doing the half marathon is I joined the uh, running room group mm-hmm. and they're awesome people and they love running and you know, they're infectious. Like, it's just like, you know, like I learned from them and, um, I'm learning all this stuff about running and because I'm with the group of people who are doing that I've learned that if you want to do something be around other people who are going in that direction because you can't help be pulled along with that with that infection with that love with that you know and they're they're really like they know running like I I'm starting to learn and now I'm starting to know like you know they're they're telling me to experiment with my food you know use these like the uh, cliff blocks and hydrate yourself before like all this stuff it's the same thing with real estate you know you talk to other people um, you know why like uh, make sure you have cash flow don't buy here buy here make sure you get this insurance don't talk to this person don't talk to this person all comes from being around the people who are going in the right like Jim Rohn said you know surround yourself uh, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with and 
and this is what a lot I'm, I'm hearing from you. You know, surround yourself with people who are actually doing this. If you're listening out there, um, you know somebody that this information is very valuable to or should be on this, please share it, tag them so we can get them in and share this knowledge with them as well. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thanks for that reminder. Also, if you're going to comment... Even if this is on the replay, because we've had, you know, 1,300, 1,400 people watch the replay, comment there because all three of us will jump in and answer your questions there too if you happen to be watching this on the replay. Um, Quinton, talk to us a little bit about the, you know, of course, your bio, I, I mentioned a good chunk of your, your history and everything and, and how you came to here. But talk to us a little bit about, you know, I don't want to know how many homes you own or properties you own, but just the scale of the number of renovations you think you've done, the number of oh. tenants you think you've had. Because I, I know I know a lot of people are thinking, yeah, there's, you know, I know a couple of investors, they own five properties, they own 10 properties, that's a big deal. I got to tell you, the man sitting here is a big deal because when he talks about the number of renovations you think you've done. How many like how um, many bathrooms do you think you've done? Uh, like sixty to eighty 60, somewhere. Yeah. Like maybe like if it, no sixty to eighty homes bathrooms, homes. like double that, double triple. or triple that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like um, sixty to eighty different types of renovations. Now from like uh, full like builds, like bringing in the water line, bringing in the uh, gas line, bringing in the um, electrical to, you know, like just uh, simple renovations and, you know, that's everything in between. So it's been a, it's been a great experience. I've, I've loved it. It's given me, you know, so much like just to, to be able to do it. And, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. Like I, I really do. I like seeing like the, I've, I've got tons of stories about every type of property. That oh, I'm you sure. Want I'm here. sure. But yeah. Well, I, and my, my point to all that is you can't do that just on a back, you know, the, the, a sheet of paper or, or like a napkin. No. You can, you don't have a plan on that. Like, yeah. you, like part of your, the reason for writing some of those books was that was your plan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's getting out there and doing it and to be able to create scale and understand that I'm creating a business, not, I'm, I don't have a hobby, right? A lot of, a lot of people have a hobby. They don't have a business and they don't understand the difference between income and wealth. And uh, I actually brought okay, talk some, to us about that. Uh, I just I, I brought talk some. To us about that. I brought some charts. Yeah, you did. <laughs> As a teacher, of course, yeah, you will bring charts. Yeah, let's see if we can use this camera again. Okay. I'm all excited. We put this camera up. Yeah. Okay, that's not so bad. It's not that's bad. Not bad. I, don't know, I can bring it closer if it makes a difference. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so like what, are we, what are we looking at here? Yeah. So this is like this is um, an example of. Um, you know, just the types of investment strategies and what, where passive income really is. And, and the challenge that we have is a lot of people think that when they're, we're, when they're doing an in, uh, investment real estate, that, um, that they're, they're just, um, uh, they're, they're focused on, you know, what, what's happening right now and making money right now. And that comes a lot from like the HG or that television channel that, you know, all yeah, flipping and flipping is really sexy because you can make money now. And, mm -hmm. you know, we get, and I think people are, again, they're falling for this middle class, you know, like income, income, income thing. And um, that's, and this chart kind of shows you the difference between what working nine to five is and then what is often referred to as mailbox money when it comes to passive income. And then here you can see the difference between income and wealth. Mm -hmm. So like uh, the thing is, is that, you know, when we have income, you know, this is really like um, strategies like wholesaling and fix and flips. They're jobs. They're more income, right? And then the difference is up here, way at the top corner, long-term passive uh, uh, wealth is more like, you know, buy and hold large multifamily and buy and hold properties managed, mm -hmm. you know, maybe self-managed, but you'll have a big team. The, another like way up at the top here is passive joint venture partners uh, in multifamily or buy and hold because that passive partner is somebody who's like a money partner or a financing partner. Yes. They're really passive, right? Like their active partner is the person who's taken on all their, you know, the work that kind of comes with it. So, uh, you know, this is kind of like a chart that helps people to understand. And, and a lot of people get stuck here in the income. They're all trying to make money, income, but they're not creating wealth, right? So they, they start the, they do the rent to owns, right? Yes. 
And then they, they get the rent owns and they, you know, they sell them because the, the person who the tenant buyer who has their option, you know, buys it and, and they bought it for, you know, 300,000, but property's worth 350, but their option agreement says 300. And, um, and so the investor's happy because they made a fixed return, but they haven't created wealth. Mm-hmm. They've created income. Right. And um, unless they take that income and buy long term property or if the the tenant buyer doesn't, you know, follow through on their rent to own and they hold on to the property and put it as a long term rental, then that's the only time where that flips over. Okay. The the other thing is like, you know, um, you know, Airbnbs, student rentals, they are they can be both long-term and short-term, but the problem is the amount of work that's required to, to maintain those, especially if you don't have property management in place. That becomes more, you know, job-like, and that's why I have it down down in this area. So it's an, it's an example of, you know, the difference between income and long-term wealth. And um, what happens is you have, I have, a, I have another chart. Of course you do. Before you switch to this chart, now, school us on... School us. Here we go. Here we go. Hang Um, on, time out. I'm sorry if the the Facebook live feed went down. We are back up, so... um, You'll have to tune into our, our actual podcast on iTunes to get some of that piece that Quinty was talking about. But uh, go back to schooling us. I like yes, how you said uh, that. Yeah, no, school us on how do we go from just generating short-term income to wealth creation so uh, there's a couple of ways to do it one is to take the the income that you have created short term and flip it into long-term wealth that like that could mean taking your fix and flip money mm-hmm. that you used and then buying a long-term rental with it okay, somehow right? on every podcast that mm-hmm. comes up but more importantly the name Loeffler always comes up so <laughs> I think it's three podcasts in a row. Yeah. Anyways, he's, all he says is like, man, that dude looks so skinny. So good for you to keep running those marathons. Oh, Loeffler just Loeffler, commented? Yeah, 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 yeah. Loeffler is an awesome guy. Yeah. That's why. Uh, so there is a, so anyways, like moving from that, um, you know, the short term income and then bringing that over to, to the long term wealth is, is, is really an important way of doing it. Right. And, and having those, um, those, those, uh, little businesses kind of shooting off money to you every, every month, the byproduct is that over long, over the long term, that creates real wealth, Mm. long-term wealth, right? Not just income. Income becomes the byproduct of the long-term wealth. Am I, can I show the other graph now? Yes, absolutely. So, oh, that's not that one that I want to show. I'll show that one afterwards. Oh, everybody got to see that other one. No, 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 not yet. Okay, good. Not yet. Okay, so this is uh, so this is uh, the phases of real estate investing, and you can look at it here. So um, we have three phases: we have the building phase, we have the growth phase, and we have the defend phase. And in the building phase, what happens is leverage is really high because this is where everybody starts out, right? Yeah. Unless you've inherited it, you're going to start off here, and leverage is high, so you're probably like eighty percent, maybe even higher sometimes because you're in this building phase, and over time you go. Th- down through this building phase, leverage starts to decrease, cash flow and equity starts to increase, right? And then we get to a point during the growth phase where cash flow and equity exceeds the the leverage, right? It starts to go down. You Mm -hmm. can see the leverage going down here and then the cash flow and equity going up. At some point, the um, the required income that you need is get surpassed by the cash flow and the equity that, that are coming from your real estate portfolio. What happens is that most people leave real estate investing in the building phase. They never make it to the growth phase. I would say that 90% of real estate investors get messed up here. Okay. And what, what happens um, is that they, you know, they see some, some growth and they, they, oh, they made 50,000 or a hundred thousand and then they sell because they see, oh, I made this money. I'm going to sell it because I've made the money. That's all that they're thinking income again. Of course. Of right? course. And uh, so this is the, this is kind of like the hockey stick of 
I like how he comes prepared with all, his, all of yeah. his graphs. Yeah. So th- this is what happens, right? So, and this is Sean Green. Like, I don't know if you've ever met Sean Green. He's uh, he's a smart investor, platinum investor, his name uh, is his company. The guy is like, uh, he's really smart. Um, and um, he, he shared this with me. So what, what happens is, you know, this is a hockey stick, right? And what happens is most people sell right here. Mm-hmm. at the base of the hockey stick. This is in the building phase. They still sell. They sell right here. And they so miss I'm gonna stop all you there. of this. What, what triggers people to sell down here? Yeah, so they make a little bit of money. So they, they see that $50,000, $100,000. I made fifty. I made $100,000. You know, I'm good. Let's take this and, you know, I'll go take it out and I'll go buy whatever. Vacation, new car, another house, whatever it is. They, they, they miss... They miss the, the the growth phase right here. This is the whole hockey stick that they're missing, mm. right? They never get there. And that's something that I and I know you've talked about. And I've talked about in the past too, and I know you're doing it right here. Is you know, real estate is a patient game. Yes, absolutely. Right? That's yeah. that's that patient piece. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and that's why they they're impatient and they sell right here. <laughs> so are you saying like uh, just at the base of the hockey stick? Uh, literally, as soon in most cases when the market picks up, they've made a hundred thousand in equity. They decide, woohoo! I've made a hundred thousand. I might as well sell and jump out now. Yeah. Instead of planning for fifteen, twenty years and then start selling. Or what they do is they'll they you know they may be stuck in just one asset and they never move on from that. Right. Okay. Most like I uh, I think it's you know uh, the numbers are something in the order of like three percent of Canadians invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. And of that 3%, 90% have three or fewer rental properties, right? I mean, that's, that's the, you know, where, where the majority of that 3% sit. Okay. And, the, you know, the other, you know, um, 10% own, you know, I forget what the numbers are beyond that. Three to 10 properties is like another 90%. And then the last 20% own more properties than all the other Everyone like, else combined. Yeah. So now, uh, and I know you, uh, I just need to just dial in there for, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So someone who they're on their, their only income property, the market has started to go up. Then we've started to see the market come down a bit. Now they're thinking, I don't know where, when this, when the bottom will, will end or where is the bottom. I want to sell now and at least recover some of that cash. Your advice to them is what? Well, does it cash flow, like we have to, it's all context. Is it cash flow positive or cash flow negative? Does it carry itself or not carry itself? Can I get a home equity line of credit against the equity that's already there to take that out and buy three more properties or am I stuck? Okay, hang on, stop there. I love those questions. In a matter of 15 (laughs) seconds, he just asked, what, 20 questions? And, and people fail to even think of one question when they're holding that property, right? And, and that's, that's experience talking, obviously, but that's why it's so important. You know, that's one of the reasons why you have uh, Durham REI, to surround yourself with like-minded people and people that are going to ask you those questions. And, and a couple of comments coming in. Here's, here's one from our good friend Chuck Reynolds. Yeah, bang on, Quinton. Most have that short-term view without long-term vision to practice delayed gratification. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I almost want to quote that. You just do it. I just did. <laughs> Quoted by Chuck Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chuck is a good guy. Yeah, thanks for putting that in, Chuck. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's all sorts of good stuff like that. And and um, it's important to keep asking those questions. And if you can't think of questions to ask, you got to get invested into groups like yours, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great groups out there, you know, and it's good to to, to be with people who are doing it. It makes a huge difference, you know. Um, whatever you do, whatever your goal is, be with those people who are doing it. You'll get there faster. For right? sure. Now, for I sure. know a lot of people have reached out to both Gary and I and talk about, listen, it's great that you guys have a lot of uh, in investors on your podcasts. Uh, how do I go from renting or living in my mom's basement to owning my first rental property. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that you've literally got, you've literally went through that. I mean, everybody can, everybody can do it. The thing is, is that you have to find out what you, what you can bring to the table in any transaction, right? Like if you, if you this can, is some knowledge the Q man is spitting here. Come on, <laughs> come on, right, come on. Right, right. right. You here, know, like we, if you need a car for that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, if you can if you can take some time and try to figure out what you can bring to the table or what you can bring the tr- to the transaction, that's you know that's that's the key, right? So maybe it may not be money. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's property management. Maybe it's uh, doing the renovations. Maybe it's you know um, finding the the property, taking the time to find the property, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a bigger building, you know, people like you bring a twenty or thirty unit building to somebody, and like that's a big deal. I know there's this Loeffler guy who's pretty... Uh, he's got a, he's got a message for Colin. I'm going to let him read <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> oh, no. Sir Colin Campbell, how many times have I told you to be patient? Yes. Mark uh, Mark Loeffler there, my mentor, my teacher, um, actually read Mark Loeffler's book and got into real estate. We've been quoting Mark on this three podcasting in a, in a row at some point we need to get him on i think he's i actually think he's like hounding us to i know, I know. Yeah. he's stalking he's us talking. that's the word i'm looking for he's talking what do you got here holy baby come on now oh, i like it i like it I, you know what i like it was black yeah <laughs> i got that guys for you guys thank you uh, that's hilarious yes sir yes sir wait i don't even know what we do for that mm-hmm. <laughs> A little late, but there it is. There it is. So Quentin here is schooling us. Um, you're the best. Yeah, Quentin, you're the best. <laughs> He's schooling us on you know how mm. we can go find that property. We might be, you might not have enough uh, in terms of a down payment to buy that property. But Quentin is saying, you know, what are you bringing to the table? It might be the knowledge. You might be, uh, you might be a renovator. So you can be doing a lot of the work there. You might be looking for that property that you can bring to a savvy investor and now become a partner into that deal. What other advice you have for us there, Q, man? Well, what, what do you want to do, right? Like, what's your goal? You need to know, you know, why you're doing it and and kind of working working towards that, right? So, yeah. um, and you gotta you got to be clear on what that is, right? Yeah. Sometimes we get lost in, you know, looking at what, is perfect for other people because we see it on television and media and stuff like, you know, fancy cars and things like that. You know, I, like for, I, I, I used to drive and my wife can, can tell you this. I used to drive a 1999 Sunfire for like, since, uh, I don't know, I think up to like 2014 or something like that. Like I, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really cars and stuff is not my, it's not my thing. Yeah. Right. So like, but for me, I would rather spend the money on going on a nice vacation. Yes. So we go to Turks and Caicos. Memories. And, yeah. And, and create those memories, yes, you know, like, yes. so it just depends on what you're, you know, why you're doing it. Right. And for everybody, it's different. I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy fancy cars. I'm just saying, like, if that's what you're doing it for, then you know what your why is. Right. And uh, speaking about that, what is your why? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. You know, for I used to be to get to a certain amount of money in um, income that was generated from my portfolio. It used to be that. Like I was looking at, I, all I wanted is $5,000 from my real estate portfolio. 5000 like, a month. 5000 a month. That's all I wanted. I, ta- I talked to my friend Andrew Brennan. And he was like, yeah, you know, $5,000 a month. He's like, really? That's it? <laughs> like, but you were making oh, more than that as a teacher. Yeah, but uh, that's all I really needed. Okay. Like, right? 5000 a month is like that after, like, because the income that you generate from your your portfolio is different because it's not like taxed in the same way. Mm-hmm. So $5,000 in cash flow, it's $5,000 in cash flow. Of course. It's, it's different, right? Yes, yes. And um, so that's that's why I wanted that number. And then, I, you know, I was easily able to surpass that when I focused on it and I was able to do a lot a lot better than that. And, and I kept setting goals. But now what I really want to see is more people pick up on the fact that, you know, you can take control of your financial future. You can do it. Like that's now my bigger why. It's like take more people and bring more people along and let's see if we can create like a whole bunch of people who have created freedom for themselves now, you know, not 40 years from now, not this invest in, you know, and, and pray, you know, but go out and buy assets that make sense. And then like other people, like people who, who've done that, once they do that, then they can start, you know, they've focused and they've specialized and they're able to create the, that, that, 
wealth that comes from real estate, then go out and do other things. Like do invest in, you know, private equity, invest in, uh, you know, other things, option trading, invest yes. in, you know, those things, but create your, your base of your pyramid first, you know, create that stability and then do whatever you want. Right. And we can like, this is the opportunity is there. Like we live in such a great country in Canada. We have so much opportunity and like we, we forget that. Like, yes. you know, people who like come from, you know, the caste system in India yes. or like, a communist country you know like there's so much that we we you know we we don't realize how much like amazing how amazing canada is yes so that we can do all this stuff the thing is you have to go out and grab it yeah you, you have to take action and do it the man's preaching i love yeah. it yeah. Preaching, <laughs> I, had, I had to turn uh, his volume down sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, i love no, it's it. good because the, the excitement and, there and the passion that is coming through right? and i can tell that's and and from uh from a guy that has been watching you grow over the last 10 or 12 years since we've known each other and durham rei kind of like just explode into this amazing amazing community of people i can tell that's probably and, and from your from from everything that you're saying about i want to see other people have that same experience that you've had yeah absolutely. I, I can see that and and that's probably one of the why one of the re, main reasons why durham rei is, is is so successful that is that it is right now yeah absolutely we get like 140 people at the last meeting wow. like we wow. just get a huge number of people and you know really it's it's just keeping an open mind right and listening to people and then going out and seeing whether there's this card and i gave you a card and i brought a copy yes. of the card card here with me I remember Quinton gave me this card. It was yeah. um, a couple months yeah. ago. So, yeah. And because right. of that card, I went out and I made my here, bracelet that says winning is a habit because Quinton card basically has an affirmation or, uh, yeah. yeah, it's an affirmation on it. You know, I understand success comes from the implementation of knowledge, not the acquisition of it. I will capture the ideas that resonate with me and apply them to my life. This is what action takers do, and I'm an action, an action taker. taker. That's an act- it. And I am not a hand model. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's about doing, right? Absolutely. We can. What ends up happening is we watch this, we listen to this, we read this, but the only thing, like, the only way the magic actually actually happens if we go out and do it, right? Sign up for that marathon, right? Sign up for that 10K race, even though you don't know whether you can do it or not, right? I've seen so many amazing things happen in the last year. That guy Loeffler there, like he, you know, he, he went Iron to Ironman? Yeah, he Mr. did an Ironman in Dubai. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Just like, chooses the hottest country yeah, in the world like, and let's go heck? run and Mr. swim Iron and bike Man? and do like, whatever. This is, this is what people do who are high achievers. They don't, they don't set limits to themselves. They do it. Right. And anybody can do it. I hate to say this, but he's not special. And I'm not special. And you guys aren't special. Wait, back we up. Just say that again. Mark Loeffler is what? <laughs> not special. <laughs> not special. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I also said I'm not special. I know, I know. Too. But we're, yeah. gonna, we're just going to clip yeah. that bit. <laughs> okay. You know, but, you know, it's just going out and doing it. Right. You know, that, and that's the key is to, to, to start. Don't, don't just get uh, stuck in your head and like all the things. Look at the obstacles as an opportunity for you to do something different. You know, mm-hmm. be different. I don't have money. What can I do? What can I do to, to be able to do this? Do I just give up and sit on the couch? Or Ooh. do I go and I find, you know, what can I bring to the table? What do you need from me? Yeah. You know, like, do you need me to go and get the wood for the, you know, the renovation? What do you need from me? Right? How can I help you? And then by doing that, I'm willing to give you more of my time so that you can learn. Of Maybe course, you can do course. this this way instead of this way. Wow. Right? Anyways, there's lots of different ways of Dude, going about I, I, I'm getting I, all... I, I, no, I love the passion that is coming through here. I love the knowledge that is being you know, presented here. Um, I know we have a lot of people uh, out there that is watching. Let us know what questions you have for the Q-Man here because uh, this guy, he's not... He doesn't coach too often i don't think are you still doing public speaking not not really okay so you have an opportunity here to learn from one of the best uh one of the best in in my eyes a great investor author of three books a very knowledgeable wealth builder wealth creator let's ask this guy some questions because we have him in the studio today beautiful beautiful well okay i do have a question what? Wait, wait. Have you got a question? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hang on. All right. 
<laughs> this guy. Isn't that a gong? Yes, it is a gong. You yeah. just gong like <laughs> I my... gong myself. Gong oh, okay. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got a couple of your books sitting around here. You got one over there. Um, and you got a couple in uh, anyways. So what prompted you to write the first book? The 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 property management yeah. book? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it really, it was uh, I, a couple of different things. One is that I was kind of thinking, well, what happens if I pass away? And, you know, how is my spouse going to be able to continue to do what I'm doing? And so the book was a way for me to explain the different components of the business, basically create a guide. This is how you do property management. This is how you do vacancy. What, what also ends up happening is I constantly get property management and vacancy questions. I just say, here, buy the book, buy the get book. it done, right? Brilliant. Take the time because it's, I lay it out in a step-by-step format, go and, and do it, right? So that's why the, like, and it's very Ontario specific, right? It's the Ontario property management toolbox, the Ontario filling vacancies toolbox, because it's very specific, specific to where we are. Have you been approached by investors and other promises to write a similar book? Yes. For, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Like last week. <laughs> is that right? Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. Are, I, are you going to, is a new book coming out? No. You know what? I, I think that those books do what they've intended to do is answer those, those questions. Um, you know, occasionally I might put together like a course yeah. and would do like a one day or two day. But, uh, you know, honestly, the... I, I teach because I enjoy it and it's a passion. I'm like, you know, this is like, I'm a teacher. I'm still a teacher, right? I, I enjoy it. But um, like the money is in the real estate. Like if I want to focus on creating income for myself, I got to be out there doing stuff, right? I've got four projects on the go right now, right? I've got, they've got a duplex conversion. I'm, I'm, I'm building a, a, a duplex. I just, uh, just sold a, a property in Ajax. I've got another project that I'm listing in, in and I've got a 12 unit building that I'm closing on in April. Like I'm not sitting around like twiddling my, like that's, that's where, you know, where I'm, where I'm busy and where I want to focus the business side. The passion comes out. uh, I'll speak at Durham REI. That's where people can find me. Right. And if they want to hear, you know, what I have to say and learn, that's, that's where you come. I want us to do a contest. A contest? Yeah. Where we give away a book. All right. So I don't know what it looks like. Uh, Maybe you share, you tag someone, Gear, you come up with it. You're the guy for these things. Oh, wow. Put it on the spot. I think you just nailed it. Share, tag, like it, and uh, we'll make sure you will. We'll pick at random, but we'll make sure you get one of Quinton's books. They are phenomenal. Yes. And, um, and, and they are also one of the books that I recommend the most. You know, people want to learn. As you said, awesome. they ask me about about tenants and how to deal with them. I'm like, I don't know. Read Quentin's book. <laughs> uh, there you go. That yeah. makes, makes it a lot easier. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. You're being called out though by, by Chuck here. I got to throw this up here and I'll show you why you're being called out. Uh-oh. Let's see if it comes up. He wants you to run at, um, at Big Sur Marathon 2020. A marathon? We can do it. Oh we can man. Do it. I got, that's, you know, that was one of my big goals in like, I, I do like, um, big like uh, life goals and one of my big goals is to run a marathon but by, by before I'm 50 there you so go. I, I've been working towards that that's a 10k half marathon so that's that is possible Chuck it could be that that's that's the that's the way it goes and that's a destination run too big sir I if I if I know my map and geography correct that's just south of uh, San Fran I hope it is in my world, so <laughs> so deal with it. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, guys, we're giving away a book here, one of Quinton's uh, book. Uh, just share, like, tag a friend, family, anyone who <laughs> anyone who uh, this information might be valuable to, so that uh, you know he we brings can, his own sound effects. I know, brings, <laughs> oh no, here we go, <laughs> and and poppers, whatever these are. I love it. <laughs> That's brilliant. He said we'd have fun. Now we know why. Well, we always have fun with Quentin. Quentin, what's talk to me about why? Why do you keep going? Like apart from educating and, and doing so forth, like is it uh, you know to, to generate wealth for your family? Is it generate wealth for whom? Like who's that? What's that for? You know what? I, I really enjoy like doing things in real estate. Like like for example, the property that I've, I'm working on right now, like. Um, we were taking an asset that 
and repositioning it, right? So the property is pri- privately purchased. We bought it for three eighty five in Bowmanville. We've got a lot of work to do on the property. Had to deal with like it looked like a skate park where the the pool was. Uh, had to uh, had to get rid of five bins of garbage out of the of the house, right? And um, you know, uh, we added uh, two two uh, bedrooms in the basement okay. and we have four bedrooms upstairs and this is a detached house with uh, a side split detached with uh, basically it's four floors right yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, the um, so the upper unit will rent for let's say between 17 and 1800 or more and the bottom unit will rent for 13 to 1400 and both are plus utilities okay oh. and the uh, across the street the property sold for five twenty-five, and that's not a duplex. That's just a regular detached house. So, if I'm putting about sixty thousand dollars into renovations, what do you think my return is on that asset? Yeah, right. Um, it's. I, I would say that like a finished duplex in that area would probably sell for between five seventy-five and six hundred thousand. Right. So, you know, it's 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 a no brainer. Right. And so I do. I enjoy it. I like doing it. I I can't see me not doing it. And I just take on more challenges because it helps me to grow and do things differently. Right. So I'm um, expanding into the U.S. I am building a, a, a house right from the from scratch. Like these are the things that, you know, most people, I think, um, if you open your mind, can do, right? And that, that's what I'm doing. I'm saying, okay, I've not done this. I want to do it. Let's do it. And I think that drives me, right, to, cool. to do new things and, and continue to grow, like, not only um, my portfolio, but as I grow my portfolio, I'm also growing my mind, too, of course, my mindset. Of now, do you think most people are just stuck in that analysis paralysis phase where is this the right property and they keep looking at the numbers, um, how do we push people out of that phase to say, okay, get out there and take action? Because a lot of what I'm hearing from you today is just get out there and do it. Take action, take action, do it. Yeah. Pick yourself up and do it. Yeah. I mean, again, it, it really is finding other people that have already done it. It makes it so much easier. If you're really stuck, hire a coach. I, I do that, and I, but I, I also fire people. I don't work with people I don't like. I have no problem. Yeah. This is, it's not something I do because I have to. I do it because I enjoy it. Like hire somebody to help them, like a mentor. Get a mentor then. Um, you know, other people that have been successful in doing it. Find a real estate agent that's purchased you know, investment, investment properties, properties before, knows what cash flow is, knows what it means to, you know, if you're going to buy a building that you're creating a, you know, piggy bank, you know, rather than, you know, creating, you know, a lot of cash flow that comes from it. Find those people who have that expertise and pull them onto your team, you know, and, and get them to help you. Yep. Right. So it, it really is, you know, there's, there's so much resources out there. It's so easy to find these things now, but you have to go out and do it. Right. Cool. Yeah. I got a couple of questions here that, you know, we got about another 10 minutes, so we'll wrap this up. But um, talk to me what, uh, what you know, the media has a lot to say. And, yeah. and I want to know your opinion on, on what's the media's role in our real estate market. <laughs> the, the media's role is to sell newspapers and then to get eyeballs. They're, they're, they don't have much, uh, like, I, I don't see them that valuable. I think that the, the key is, you know, for you to, to look at what are the numbers behind the numbers, right? And to kind of bring that and look at that. I'll, I'll give you an example. So let's say, um, you know, we talk about um, the money supply. And, and that um, in, in the Fed in the U.S., right, the Fed in the U.S. has been doing quantitative tightening for the last, you know, few months. So that means that we're, they're taking the money supply and they're destroying $50 billion a month in, in money supply. And what is the result of that? What happened in December in the stock market? Right. Five, five, 5, points. Wait, do I have yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, so that's the numbers behind the numbers. Now they've said they're going to stop doing the quantitative tightening that they have done a lot sooner than they thought. What does that mean to me? That means that asset prices aren't going to go like this. That means that they're going to flatten off because, you know, they're not doing that tightening that they thought they were going to do, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that money is still going to be in the system. 
right? And what, what does it also mean? It means that if there's another recession, what do you think they're going to do with with uh, the their monetary policy? They're going to go back and they're going to use that same strategy because it worked last time. Course, yeah, because it worked. They're going to go print a whole bunch more of those dollars. Remember this, right? They're going to print a whole bunch more. And what does that mean? Is that asset is going to be worth more. Mm-hmm. So that's the numbers behind the numbers. You understand the numbers behind the numbers, then, you know, that's what the media is for, man. Like, they, they, they provide this, you know, attention, you know, grab their attention, sexy, you know, real estate, let's go flip something. But you know what? The, the, I find that there's lots of money in real estate. It's not just sexy, though. <laughs> it doesn't have to be sexy to make money, right? You can, no. You can, I, can, there's lots of wealth that you can create. There's a ton of wealth in real estate and yeah. a ton of unsexy Real estate wealth is that a thing? That's a thing now. I don't know. We just that's made a thing that a thing. You just made yeah. it the thing. All right, that's ours, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that's that's <laughs> that that's so important to understand uh, yeah. where that message is yeah. coming from, right? Or who are you listening to in the media and, and so forth and and everything like that. So we got a question here from um, from Pierre, and I'll just add it to the broadcast here. And Pierre wants us to talk about are you. Quentin, talk a little bit about more about your coaching, your mentor programs, and, and what you have there at Durham REI. Yeah, I don't want to, if you want to do it, just go to durhamrei.com uh, in the coaching section and you can take a look. I do uh, group coaching and individual coaching. Those are the only two programs I do. And I am, there's an application process because I want to know that there's a right fit. And I won't take you on if uh, I find that you're not committed to the process. And if we start to work together and you don't do what I ask you to do, I'm going to fire you. Um, because I don't have time to work with people who aren't going to put the work in. So, and it. so it's that's the the uh, group coaching and the individual coaching is the, is what I do. Love it. Love now it. we got yep. another five more minutes here before we wrap up. Uh, how do people get in touch with you? I know you mentioned it in the middle of the 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 the, the podcast. Tell us again. How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go to durhamrei.ca or .com um, and you can take a look at that. One thing that I do have it, that I think is useful, w- what happens is that um, as uh, over the years, I've learned to identify different uh, properties and what the benefit is of particular properties. So um, sometimes I'll go to a property and look at it and I'll say, okay, I can, I can duplex this. So I, um, you know, I'll add a, a star to it. Um, you know, I'll, uh, I, I, the land I can actually use and probably do something else with it other than duplex later on, maybe I can put a, a larger property. So over time I've created this little scoring system. Yes. And so the, I have this little scoring sheet and um, that's what I put on the Durham REI website. So if they want to get a copy of the scoring system, um, it's just a two-pager sheet, and it helps you to identify properties, mostly uh, from a, if you're going to approach it privately, because I'm not a realtor and I'm not a mortgage agent or anything like that. So privately, that's what I use and to, to identify whether I think a, a, a property is a deal or not. And it also goes through what are the common questions that you would ask a private seller. So like, you know, um, you know, why are you selling? What do you think your property is worth? All of that stuff. So I put it on that, um, on that, uh, little scoring system sheet. That's fantastic. So that's, yeah, it's a little something. And that's, you know, if you, if you want to do it differently, that's, that's how I do it. And, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I think that it, it's important to, to keep an open mind. And yeah. I like to find properties with equity in them, right? There's some equity in them and that's what I do. So. Yeah. Now, for uh, what is the one message uh, you would like to get across here? Because there was an hour full of just just information. What's the one thing you hope or you you intend to get across here to our listeners? Let's take action. It really is to go out and do it and and stop listening. Stop listening. Oh, I wish I could <laughs> zoom in right all now. All <laughs> those people who are telling you to save and pray for 40 years from now. Stop listening to them. Go out and take action now. You can create such an amazing life for yourself if you can go out and apply, you know, real estate, uh, positive cash flow real estate to your to your life, you know, add it to your your assets, to your investments. You can create income for yourself and you can do 
so much with that. You could go on vacation an extra twice, like two or three times with your family if that's something that you want. Yep. You can, you know, if you do it enough and scale it enough, you can change jobs. You can create, you know, if you want to retire in 10 years, you can create that nest egg to help you to do that. Like there's so many different things you can do. You don't have to wait 40 years. You can do it now, right? So go out and do it. Take action. Go out and do it. Do it. Take action. Do it. Go out. <laughs> love do it. it. Love it. Again, you're inside the uh, Not So Black or White Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> you're with your guys, Sir Colin Campbell here, uh, Gary A. McGowan, special guests again. Um, the Q-Man dropped a lot of knowledge with us. Gary, take it away. All right. Well, we'll wrap a few things up here. And I want to say thanks to Main Street Bakehouse for uh, offering us the, their coffee and everything like that. And... Up here in the in the corner of the TV, there's been a toque. Oh yeah, <laughs> did you swear? <laughs> That's all over me. It's too bad the camera's the other way. <laughs> so that stuff stinks. <laughs> Coldest oh. night of the year, February twenty third. Uh, if you're not already actively uh, taking part in it. I'll drop, I can't even talk about this stuff on. <laughs> I'll drop the links in the comments below, but it's an important initiative right across Canada. There's over 130 different walks at different communities. Take part in that February 23rd, coldest night of the year. It's happening here in Stouffville. I know it's happening in Newmarket and many communities around. Absolutely. What are you laughing at here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, that is the Not So Black and White Real Estate Woo! Podcast. With and our man and oh wait, but sometimes, sometimes brown. brown. <laughs> wow, that was, we almost sang that. <laughs> All right, let's All right, take guys, this out. See now. you again. <laughs> Bye take now. care. Bye now. Bye.